this is Marnie with Maxim and Marnie. I am here today doing another podcast where we get to share stories and truths um, from people that we get to worship with in our community here at Our Saviors, and I feel so blessed to do it. So thank you everyone who has been on, um, and I look forward to doing more. Um, today our guest is Dana Winchell. Welcome. Hello. Good to see you. Hello. Now, Dana, can you start with um, your age and where you are in life, like school, working, yeah, um, and where you grew up. Yeah, so um, I'm 19. I grew up in Warrenville, uh, which is just a little bit north of here. Um, and uh, I am in school at College of DuPage, and I'm a psychology major, and I work for Northwestern Medicine at Central DuPage. What do you do at Northwestern? um, I'm a patient care technician, so I'm a certified nursing assistant in the state of Illinois. So um, they hired me right out of high school, and I've been working with them ever since. So give me an example of like what you do. Like, so I'm on a cardiac unit. Okay. And um, I'm basically helping out the nurses with anything um, that the patients might need. And so like, I, how much? Like everything. Like I can empty out like um, like drains, and like I'm working with like open heart patients, like heart attack patients, cardiac arrest patients, and stuff. So, um, I mean, I can do anything from compressions to taking people on walks. So yeah, yeah. So you're not squeamish. No, I'm really not. Because I mean, like when you said drains, literally, I had to like, okay, just take a second. Yeah, I'm a little no. squeamish. That's no. a lot for someone to reach. I'm sorry. Like, no, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of crazy, though. Like, I was three months. I think the craziest thing that I've done is like three months out of high school, I was tying a toe tag around a dead body. Yeah. Like, I've seen like people die and stuff. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's very crazy. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Wait, they still do toe tags. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like... And what, somebody says time of death and that's what you're yeah, writing on it? I'm serious. Like the doctor comes in and they say time of death like 0203 and then like you write that down. So. And it feels um, very uh, sterile oh, or like emotional. It's very emotional. It is. I literally had to... The first time um, someone died on my shift and everything, I had to go to the chapel afterwards, like during my break. And I literally was like sobbing in the chapel for like 30 minutes, like just praying to God and talking to God and just saying like, I'm praying for this person and I'm like praying for their family. And I'm just like, you know, for like me to get through this, I was asking for strength to like get through the moment and stuff. So it was really hard. I've only had two deaths while I've um, been on shift and everything. Yeah. But it's hard. I've cried both times. So Yeah, but almost kind of good, too, that you don't get too clinical or too. Right. Yeah, good yeah. for you. Well, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about how you came to Our Saviors, because I think it is a unique path for a young adult. It is, yes. Um, so I actually grew up in a totally different church. Um, I was baptized. I had my first communion, confirmed the whole shebang at um, a totally different church in Warrenville. And um, I was on, like, church council and stuff, like, at the age of 14. And, like, I was there until I was 17. And I had a falling out with another member of uh, the church council. And um, we kind of, um, I just kind of said, no, I'm I'm done. So I, I left. I left the whole church. And um, 
I, uh, then that was on a Saturday, and the next morning I came to celebration, and you and Pastor Brian was preaching. Yeah, and I remember the first time meeting yeah, you too. Yeah, I came to church and everything, and um, I by yourself. I came to church right. by myself at, at seventeen. Of, at mm-hmm. seventeen, <laughs> yeah, and um, I mean it was kind of one of those things that I was like, if I'm done with my old church, I need to have a new church home, and I knew like friends who, who had gone here, so I said, well, okay, I'll just like try and go to service and see what happens. And then like, I loved it. And, um, so I went to ignition that night and, um, Oh yeah. You yeah. came the first night we were telling yeah. you about ignition. Yeah. I came the, the first night yeah. like to ignition and it was just history from there. And I went to Eagle's wings on the Wednesday after and that was it. So dove in. Yeah. I dove it's in. super brave. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, atypical for somebody who is 17 or 18 years old, I would say. My family was all at this other church, and I left, and I said, nope, I'm done. Did anyone ever apologize to you or ask, you know, like, Um, to work, like, towards reconciliation from the other church? Yeah, like, so I've uh, been going back, like, probably about once a month. I was on... Um, their praise team from the age of like 12. So like Easter 2012 was like one of my first like services I ever did with them. And I've been like a part of the praise team and stuff there and stuff. So I sing with the praise team about once a month over there still. Um, But that's all I do. I don't do any volunteer work with them. I don't, you know, go to service there. Like if I go to service, like for my own spiritual growth, like I come here and stuff. So like I'm very, I'd say like maybe 10% of my church time is like spent over there. And your parents were sad or they were okay? My, well, my dad doesn't really go to church, but my mom um, goes to church. And um, so she was very she was very sad about that. So she's on council and stuff there still. And um, that's something that she has to, like, kind of deal with and stuff. But um, she's taken, she's been really good about it. So um, And I think she's been really sad about it that we're not worshiping at the same church. But sometimes she'll come here and she'll see me sing with um, the celebration band. And I think she really likes that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who else lives in your house? Uh, so it's my mom, my dad, and my brother, and we have two cats. And your brother's how old? My brother is 15. And what would you um, describe your relationship as? Uh, we're Okay, so I grew up with um, cousins that were like, um, so there are sisters, and uh, so there's two sets of sisters who are my cousins and everything, and I've always known them to be like fighting. And so, but my brother and I, we were never fighting because he's my brother and stuff. And, you know, we don't have like that sister dynamic. <laughs> and so he's, um, he's, he's very chill. Um, we, I think we're very, we're a very chill, like sibling relationship. Like, I feel like we don't. Because how many years fight. apart are you? We're four years apart. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he's very, we're very chill with each other. I think that we can like talk to each other and stuff, but like, we're very chill. I think that's the only way to describe it, like just chill. I think that's fine. I think that's yeah. good. Yeah, sisters, a, a female dynamic can be interesting, and also the age difference, I think, can play into that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and so what will you do when you're done at COD? Because you'll be done in May, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then what's the next step? So I actually just got accepted into Roosevelt University last Congratulations. week. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's where I'll be going next two years. And that's where? That's in the in loop the in the sh- in Chicago. Yeah, so I'll be going fun. in the loop. Yeah, so I'm going to be going down there. I know a really good campus ministry for you in the loop. Yeah? Yeah, Lutheran. It's oh, Lutherans really? and Episcopalians do it together. Oh, awesome. Yep. We'll, we'll talk more. 
after. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's really exciting. So you live down there or commute? I will live down there. I oh, need to, fun. I need to live down there. I need to be out of my house for yeah. <laughs> about two years. Yeah. It's I, exciting yeah, and it's, it's awesome. good for you. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and so then what will your goal be to get what degree there? Uh, I will be getting, when it's all said and done, I'll be getting a bachelor's in arts and psychology. So I'm... Um, you know, just going to be... What, and so what will you do with that? So I can work uh, on the psych unit and stuff. I think my end goal is to kind of be like a mental health counselor type of thing. Therapist. 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 Counselor. I, and yeah, those are four-year degrees. Those, well, I'd have to get a master's for that and everything. But I think okay. the end goal is to get to be like a therapist on like an inpatient unit type of thing. Okay. So be like a case therapist. And so. can you talk about why you would want to maybe do that? Um, so I was, uh, I've had anxiety and depression since I was um, 13. And um, so I was hospitalized when I was 16 with anxiety and depression. And um, so I went through... Uh, treatment for that and everything, and I've been really good um, ever since then. And um, last year, I was diagnosed with anorexia as well. And so I went to treatment at Linden Oaks for nine weeks. Um, and so I think I it's like it'd just be a way, a way for me to like give back kind of to the community. What was your first time feeling like you were struggling with that at 13? Can you framework that or put that into yeah. words? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always kind of had like a difficult relationship with my dad and stuff. Like, I think as I got older, it was just more of like a, um, you know, like typical teenager fighting type of thing. But I also think it was um, just like I was more anxious and everything. So I took everything a little bit more personally. Sensitive. Right. I was a little bit more sensitive and stuff. So, um and then I was, like, at the same time, I was, like, kind of pushed out of my friend group in, like, eighth grade, which is, like... Losing community. Yeah, I was losing a bunch of friends and stuff, so... Um, and that was really hard, and I didn't really have, like, the support I needed at home from my dad and stuff, because we were fighting all the time, so it just kind of, like, turned into this, like, self-destructive bubble of depression. So, um, yeah, so... Um, but then, like, I reconciled with my friends and stuff, um, and, like, I reconciled with my dad and stuff, but, like, the depression and the anxiety and... We're still the, there. All the eating problems were still there, so it just kind of got worse until I was hospitalized when I was 16. And can you talk about a therapist or an experience there that was a moment of healing for you or an aha moment or... Yeah. Um, so I've been in therapy since I was seven and, um, like I used to have like sleeping problems and everything. So my parents took me to a therapist when I was younger. Um, and then they kind of found out about like all the depression and stuff. So I started seeing a therapist again when I was 14 or so. And, um, it was just kind of, um, like, okay, I guess, um, one moment that I can really talk about was, um, a few months ago actually where my therapist was, um, I was, you know, debating going back to my former dietitian. I had, you know, fired her cause of like, we'd had some differences and stuff. So, um, but I was debating going back to her and stuff. And, um, my one big issue was like, I don't want to get back on the scale and be weighed and stuff. And so like, I'm so fixed on like my weight and stuff. And, um, my therapist was just like, what if, what if we just take out the whole scale in general? Like, what if you just never weigh yourself? And I was like, 
you can do that and stuff. Like, what? Yeah, freedom, releasing you from that. And she was like, yeah, you can just go through life without getting weighed. And I was like, what is even that life? So, like, it was totally something that I hadn't even, like, thought of. And so that was, like, a completely new experience for me. And um, I was just... It was blown. I was blown away by it. So like that's kind of like what I've been doing. Um, I haven't. I had a really dear friend, um, and she struggled with body dysmorphia um, and unhealthy eating choices. Mm-hmm. And when she was pregnant, she actually requested that from her OB. Mm-hmm. Um, they yeah. would weigh her, but they would block it from her, and they would never say it out loud, so that it would never be a trigger for her. Right. Um, but they would be then aware of you know how the baby is growing or whatever inside yeah. of her. Um, mm-hmm. To talk to her about it. So just yeah. know that that is available to you as well in the future in oh, case right. people act like you have to know that. You no. don't. And yeah, no, I mean, like we've gone to treatment and stuff. And when you're in treatment and stuff, they weigh you every day. But like um, they don't tell you the number ever and everything. But like I've always like kind of fixated on just like, you know, what is that number and stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like so anxious. And like that's all I think about. Even if I don't see the number mm-hmm. at all, like that's all I think about. And I feel like it defines me. And I'm always worried if I'm going to like gain or lose or anything. So like it's kind of this crazy cycle of yes. yeah so like I just opted out of and said nope I'm, I'm good I don't need to be yeah freeing so. of you of that mm-hmm. wonderful can you talk about for somebody who might be like gosh I am just anxious or I am struggling with something less than different than you but talk about what that would be like what that experience would be like when they would go to a therapist for the first time because I think a lot of people could benefit from having that voice in their absolutely. life absolutely I think that everyone should go to a therapist honestly I literally think it should be mandatory yeah. absolutely agree like I yeah. think that everyone should be going to a therapist at least like once a month yeah like everyone yeah um even as even if it's just to like talk about like your life and just like a stressor in your life, like whether it's like your marriage or like a difficulty you're having with a friend or something, like I think that literally anyone can benefit from it. Um, because what do they do that you think? They literally just listen. Yes. And they give you like someone to like vent to and just like they provide this unbiased feedback. And that's like something that I feel like everyone needs. Because like you can't just use your friends. Having your friends to vent to is great and everything, but they're biased. Right. So they're not going to give you really um, critical choice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to give you that like um, unbiased, like let's look at it from this person's point of view type of thing. But like that's what a therapist can bring you. But like I feel like the first time someone visits a therapist for like, um, you know, anxiety, depression, whatever the heck you have or something. Right. Um, I feel like it can be. It can be overwhelming because you don't know what to expect and everything. But really what they do the first time that you meet with them, it's just like an evaluation. It's just like, so what's been going on? Tell me Mm -hmm. about your family and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. tell me about like what's like going on in your life right now. Like, you know, where do you go to school? What are you doing for work? Or like it's like they look at like all the different aspects of your life and then they're they kind of go from there and stuff and then they talk to you about like oh so what brings you in to like talk to a therapist and stuff so I don't think it should be something that anyone should be ashamed of I think it's totally natural to just want to talk to someone in an unbiased feedback way I agree I like I also like that you said that they listen to you because the the advice they give you about the scale like I I I felt like saying that person heard you yeah in your anxiety and said well why do you have to have that. Let's <laughs> yeah. remove that. So yeah. you then feel heard and cared for yeah, uh, by that therapy. Yeah. Can, it, I, can I ask a question? Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. It, you, you said in 2016 you um, were diagnosed with anorexia. Did, in 2018 I was diagnosed. 2018. Yes. Okay. 
Did you did you recognize that yourself, or did you have somebody that walked you through it and helped you know point that out? Well, so I was um, I had this really like I've had unhealthy kind of eating eating habits ever since like that that depression and the anxiety kind of like started and stuff, but it didn't really get into like anything bad until um, I was in treatment for after my hospitalization in 2016, and then my my care team was like, what if we go get you on a meal plan and like go get you on a, like a steady nutritional diet and stuff. And so I started seeing a dietitian, um, and I love her and stuff. And I, I was seeing her for almost two years. And then, um, we had some differences about the scale and about the weight and stuff. And, um, so I fired her and then I went on like a month long, like bender. Okay. <laughs> That's like the only way to describe it. It was like crazy. I lost like so much weight in like a short amount of time. And, um, you know, eventually I was like, I'm about to start like 12 hour night shifts at Northwestern medicine. I cannot keep doing this. And so I, you know, recognized it in myself and I, you know, got evaluated over at Linden Oaks and they said, okay, well let's put you into treatment and stuff. And so I was in treatment for nine weeks. And during that time they diagnosed me with anorexia. So I just think it's, incredible like your your willingness to be honest with yourself about like here here's the future I want to have here's so you're choosing you're choosing that way out and saying I can't do this by myself because besides your friends lying to Mm -hmm. you by the way or not like being tough enough your consciousness is saying this is okay to do for a full month I I can do it I can handle that and so for you to be that real you're you're like if I if I'm going to have this uh, future uh, mm-hmm. work of think, helping people, th- this is what I have to do. I, I think it's incredible. Thank you. And I, it's not done yet either. It's a no, journey. No, it's not totally done. I'm not totally recovered. I wouldn't say that I'm totally recovered and everything. I like have slip ups all the time. Like last week I had a slip up and everything and, you know, but I bounced back and my dietitian always says that like, um, my dietitian is very big and she's like, she's like, well, she's very big on like, this is why she's like your logic and your intelligence like kicks in and that's what like prevents you from like totally relapsing and stuff all the time so like when you have those slip-ups you get back on track because um of like the logic that you like have and stuff so it's kind of cool I don't want to be like oh I'm totally logical and like totally intelligent but sorry no, I think that's good to <laughs> yeah. recognize in yourself. Yeah. Yes. And it is interesting because I think sometimes we tell ourselves a narrative about ourselves. Yeah. And without that outside voice or without that person stepping in, it is a little tricky to know what's that's the truth tricky. and what am I telling yeah. myself, right? Yeah, it's very tricky. Like, I've, I don't even, like, she says, my dietitian says that, like, I'm not the best judge of, like, how my body looks and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't trust myself on, like, how my body looks and everything, so I have to, like, trust other people, so... It's kind right. of hard to give up that trust. But. Well, to trust somebody else to say, like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fascinating, yeah. right? It's How crazy. powerful our mind can be. Yeah. Um, Well, I have to talk about a little bit about how you um, also serve at our church in a really <laughs> yes. special way to yes. my family. Because yes. my middle daughter is in your small group for Surge. Yes. And I think you're yes. an exceptional leader. Um, can you. you talk about that experience and yeah. how you guys just went on that retreat? Yeah. So we just, um, so I'm um, mentoring to our uh, Surge group. Um, so I mentored a seventh grade girl. So Surge is kind of like our confirmation um, 
program journey Mm -hmm. program Mm -hmm. here at our saviors and so i'm mentoring the seventh grade girls um i've been mentoring them since they were in sixth grade so when they began and i'll have them through their confirmation um so i am so so blessed to be a part of that um like to be a part of that community and to be a part of this group and everything um so we just went on our retreat and um i think one thing i can probably say about that was it was really, really amazing, like, to just watch the girls, like, enjoy each other and stuff. Like, um, Stephanie, our youth director, she and I were actively trying the entire weekend, like, okay, let's go make new friends and stuff. Like, let's go meet other people from different churches. And they were like, no, we're good. And, like, <laughs> the seven of them were just, like, the seven of my girls I got to go were, um, like, just attached at the hip. Inseparable. The entire, like, 48 hours that we were. 48 hours that we were together and stuff. It's just like doing everything together, being totally inclusive of each other. And just like they were there in their own little world. Well, mine yeah. had a great time. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, I think sometimes people are like, ah, junior high. No. Can you talk about the hope and the beauty that they have? Right. Of course. I mean, I am like so blessed to have such an amazing group of girls. Like I wish, like I was, I went into it thinking, oh, okay, well I'm going to like, do this and stuff and um like I'm hoping that I can you know maybe prevent or like you know be that person of support like because I had my whole journey with my mental illness like kind of start during middle school so I'm like okay well if I can like be a person that like one of the girls can turn to if like they need to and stuff like that was kind of my goal um if they started struggling with something but um it's kind of turned into like more of this like I'm so proud of them. Like, mm. I'm like, I'm so proud of them. Like, I could not have been blessed with, like, a more wonderful, be- like, beautiful group of girls and everything. There's ten of them, and um, they are amazing. I just I don't, can't even. So hearing you say that, don't you feel like, so you come in with the expectation, maybe I can give them something. Yeah. But it, you're, what you're sharing is, like, yes. they've given me something. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They are amazing. Like, when I was kind of, like, when I was in middle school, I was always like, okay, well, I hate, like, all these girls because, like, they're so mean and just, like, awful people and stuff. But then, like, I get to this group and stuff and, like, all ten of them are amazing. Like, there's no drama. Knock on wood. Um, There's no drama. We haven't had any drama so far. Knock on wood. Um, But they are amazing and they're so considerate and intelligent and wonderful and kind to each other. And I just, like... I could not have been blessed with like ten with another ten amazing girls. Like I, there's there's no one else I want. That's like, just I only want really like the ten beautiful. Of them. Like, that's such yeah. a gift that you love them so well. As I, a mom, that makes me yeah. That's just awesome to have another adult like in yes, your kid's life yes, that um, yes. loves and supports them, yes. and she feels that a hundred percent. So good. thank that's you so much. And she had a great time on the retreat. Good. So thanks to all the other families that participate in surge yes, and are in yes, those yes. groups and raising great kind girls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are the cool girls to me. I know. I love them. They are I look forward to them every week. And are you in love currently? I am. You are Aww. talk about <laughs> it. Um so my boyfriend is Nate. Oh, he knows that I was going to talk about him. I told, I told him the day that you asked me to be on the podcast, I, w- I wouldn't have, I, we FaceTimed that night and I was like, guess what I'm going to do? <laughs> so Where really does excited. he live? So, um, 
Uh, Nate goes to school in Arizona at Far. Embry Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona. So school is hard for him. Yes. Yeah, so he's 23. Um, so it's kind of a big age difference for our age. How old are you? I'm 19. So well, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. So he's like three and a half years older than me. So, I don't I think that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> yeah. <Nate>, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so he is totally wonderful. So we met when I was actually 17, uh, and he was 20 at the time. And Well, then that. That's a that's little scandalous. You cross the line. That's a little scandalous. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding, Data. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm it's kidding, okay. Data. It's okay. I'm I actually totally thought you were older, kidding. Data. No, so. it's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so he... So we met when I was at um, Monarch Landing. So I used to be a waitress for Monarch Landing, and he used to be a waiter for Monarch Landing um, in their Millstone restaurant. Um, and so I, he had just come home from school and everything. And Wait, Monarch Landing is for people who aren't young? That's the retirement community in Naperville. So really, it's a really nice one it's in really Naperville. Nice. It's and really, so you chose yeah. to work there for people who are... 80s plus? Um, they're 65 plus. So yeah. anyone 65 okay. plus can um, go and live there. That's just kind of a sweet thing. So I already like him for working there. Okay, <laughs> you, continue. You probably know people from our church that yes, live now, there. Li- now yes. live in Monarch Landing okay. that used to have a home. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. absolutely. Like, it's really good. It's, it's a nice it's place. Really awesome. yeah. It's a little bougie. It's a little bougie. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, but I... Yeah, so I I've been working. I was so you were there. serving water, and you glance across <laughs> the room. No, so we were working in the same section that night, and um, uh, he just kind of we were. It was his first night home, and we just kind of hit it off, and he helped me clean up and stuff. Sure, and he, he did. My, he asked for my number at the end of the night, and um, he shared a Jello bowl with you. <laughs> no, lots of Jello. A pudding pop. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Um, so he asked for my number at the end of the night, and we dated for about two months that summer. Um, but he and I had just got both gotten out of, like, relationships that were pretty, you know, intense for both of us. So we, uh, we broke up at the end of the summer, and we kind of stayed in contact, though. And then um, over the next two years, and then this summer, he asked me out again, and um, I said yes. And we've been dating ever since then. So we have like this long history, and um, but it's like amazing, and I feel like it strengthens our bond and everything because we, like, we did all of like the getting to know you things already. So like it was kind of just jumping back into where we were mm-hmm. and stuff, and just like continuing that bond and stuff. And does now. he have a faith life that you guys share that? Um, well, his ex girlfriend was pretty like religious and stuff, so um, like kind of Catholic overtly kind of religious and stuff um and that kind of influenced a lot of like what their relationship was so i think he's very turned off by burned, religion right burned now. a little yeah so but i've been kind of trying to show him subtly like all yeah. the cool things that like jesus does from my point of view yeah and um so um i think my overall end all goal is to kind of get him you could trick him by saying, come see me sing. Come, or you don't see someone sing. Come yeah. hear me sing. Yes. Come hear me sing at yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when he's home for spring break, that would be fun. Then we could yeah. meet him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. He is kind of far away. He's really yeah, far he, away. He, he lives, uh, his family is like from the area. Yeah, stuff, so he so. returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So. Um, and your favorite thing about him that you like? Oh, 
Oh, he's so silly. He makes me laugh. Uh, (laughs) I think that's one of the best things. He's so silly. He makes me laugh. Um, I adore him, so. Yeah. Um, We haven't said, like, the three words yet. Right? But, like, we've talked about it and, like. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that you are putting that in a place of making it special. Yeah. We're waiting until um, he gets home. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see your faces. Because he was, like. I really want to tell you, like, now and stuff over the phone and stuff. And I was like, no, don't do that. Wait until, yeah. I, wait until you get home. Yeah, so yeah. I'm very excited for him to come home. It's kind of a neat thing to make it special. I yeah. remember thinking that, too, at different times yeah. and not saying it. I think almost in a way to be like, I don't want to say it if I don't really mean it. and <laughs> Like getting nervous. But I think yeah. it's a special thing to have it really yeah. mean yeah. love. Really yeah. be like, I sincerely, genuinely feel this mm-hmm. and I've thought about it. And yeah. so I think... Putting intention behind that makes it special. So yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. You want to know when I told Mandy that I loved her for the first time ever? Oh, please do share. So After I, five minutes. I, yeah. <laughs> it's, this isn't about me. Um, so I told her, oh, you said after five minutes? Yeah. Or, oh, I thought you said don't make this last five minutes. Oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Um, so, so she, <laughs> I worked construction one summer. I was building houses. Yeah. And I did something to pinch a nerve in my back and I couldn't move. Oh. So I went to the emergency room. They gave me a bunch of, like, you know, pain meds. Uh-huh. And so in the middle of the night, I, like, wake up and I'm, like, crying on the phone oh. with Mandy. I'm like, what's going on? She goes, well, you just said you loved me. I'm like, oh, uh, cool. But, like, I, it was, I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so that's when I told her I loved her. <laughs> so I got out of the bag then. So. How long oh. had you been dating? Um, We weren't. Were we dating? How long had you been in, like, like... Oh, for, like, two years, maybe. Okay. No, maybe a year. So, year, a really yeah. long time. A long yeah. time. I don't, think, I don't think we were dating at that time. I told her that either. And then there was the great separation. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. then you got back together. And then we got back together, yeah. Yeah, as love will... I know the end of the story. ...draw you back. We know the end of the story, yes. too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite thing about worship here? Uh, I love, love, love the, like, sheer amount of, like, community. And the things that, like, I just love that our church is so large. And, like, we're able to do so many things with it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I just, I never grew up with that. And, like, I grew up, I went, I, I come from, like, a small church. um, And maybe 150 people in the congregation. So, like... To go from 150 people to a church of more than what? Three, how many people do we have? Four, four thousand ish. I don't know. Truthfully, we're between. I get. I think we're between like 2,600 and members and 3,600 somewhere. But what's truthfully. the worship attendance? Oh, worship attendance is between 700 to 900 a weekend. Yeah, that's not marathon weekend. I'll oh, tell you no, that not much. Marathon <laughs> weekend. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so uh, just a different feel. It's very different. And, um, that's my favorite thing is, I mean, when I first, my first Sunday that it came and stuff, um, the thing that I nearly started crying at, um, like I, I, I like literally had tears in my eyes mm-hmm. and everything during the children's message when all the kids came up and there's like 50 of them yeah. and they all come up for children's message. And like, that's amazing to me. And I was just like. So many of these kids are, and they were so excited to be there and right. stuff. It wasn't like their parents were dragging them to be up there and yes. stuff. Like they were so excited to be there, and I was, I mean, it was, it blew my mind. I was like, I've never seen that before, and it was, it was beautiful. I yeah, was, 
amazingly beautiful. It like blew my mind. I was like in tears. I was, it was amazing. It really is a cool mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, when you have struggled and you've um, been with therapists and all of that, how has faith played a role in that for you or supported you or helped you or? I think um, my faith has mo- mostly been aiding in my most recent uh, round of treatment and stuff with the anorexia. Um, it was a very big part in that, I think, because, you know, we're told that, you know, we're made in God's image and stuff and everything, but, like, I just, I couldn't accept it because I was like, yeah, but, like, I don't like how I look and mm. stuff. It was such a big struggle for me, but... um so I think it it definitely was one of the things that, like, helped me get back on track, though, I think, was looking at it and saying, okay, well, I am, I'm still a child of God, and I'm still loved by God and everything, no matter what I've done to myself, and no matter, like, you know, how many times I've, you know, hurt my body and stuff, like, he still loves me, and I think that's really cool. Like, I go to leadership lab, like, every every summer and stuff, and, like, I'm constantly, like reaffirmed of that belief and stuff um that like you know god loves me no matter what and like it brings it like makes me cry like every summer talk about leadership lab for those who don't know about that leadership lab is a um i don't want to full week uh, half a week it's a full week full week i don't want to call it a summer camp because it's not really a summer camp but like it's more of a workshop at augustana at augustana college in rock island and um it's a workshop for high schoolers to college kids, but then they also just added, um, like, an adult level of leadership Interesting. Lab. So, like, your average adult can just go to leadership I didn't lab. know that. So I went as when I was a student. Yeah. Yeah. So, go back to adult lab. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, so, it's basically a workshop, and you basically learn how to be, like, a leader and stuff, and... Um, you know, how to bring those leadership skills back to your church and back to your congregation for the rest of the year and stuff. And it's, like, an amazing time of worship and um, just community and, you know, learning about yourself and your faith life and just your own personal self in general. How many people are there, you think? Hundreds? Thousands? Hundreds. 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 And they're from all over (laughs) Illinois? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. um, Leadership Lab is a... um, Specifically, it's made for the synods of Illinois, but we do have synods from Pennsylvania, Las Vegas, Wisconsin. Las Vegas. Yes, Las Vegas. Do they come with feathers? (laughs) No, but our band is from Las Vegas. The two churches that come from Las Vegas... Um, bring their band, and their band is the main band. Well, that sounds fancy mm-hmm. to me. I just yeah. feel like there would be a lot of glitz and glam and lights with that, but maybe it's, not. No, huh? there's lights and stuff. Yeah. There's lights and uh, steam and stuff. Steam, steam. <laughs> <laughs> they bring like little. Um, we like, need steam. <laughs> like the steam and the fog machines. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. They yeah, have yeah, like yeah. all that and stuff. So like it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like it's a big yeah. party. It's a big party. Like every time mm-hmm. we go to worship, and it's did twice a day. Did you ever go to? Um, did you go to Houston for? I did. You did. I thought mm-hmm. so. And would you say, like, that worship experience is similar? Oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I went to Detroit, Detroit and Houston um, okay. for the youth gatherings, uh, which is a big um, gathering of the ELCA's um, 
youth from across the country. And that's thousands. That's thousands. Yeah. That's like, like 30,000. Yeah, 30,000 youth in so one place. 30, that's not even counting adults. Oh, no, that's not counting adults. So it probably ends up being closer to 40,000 mm-hmm. and stuff with adults. Um, but it's insane. And that's with volunteers, too. Um, so they pick, a, they pick a city that, you know, kind of needs a little bit more attention. Um, and then they send... 40,000 people there every three years to kind of go help out around the community and just learning about the culture there. And so I went to Detroit in 2015 and then I went to Houston in 2018. Um, 19, 21. So the next one's at Minneapolis in 2021. Yep. Correct. Yep. Every three years. Yeah. They yes. just announced their theme. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. Unlimited or. So your girls, un- Dana, un- will be un- able un- to go. Your small group girls would be able to go. Yes, they'll be able to go. I know. And so I'm kind of hoping I get to like Oh my gosh, please. I'm kind of hoping I get to chaperone. Oh, please. That would be fabulous. Because I adore like youth gatherings. Well, because, and that will be the summer before their freshman year. So they'll be young, but it would be epic. No, they can go. I went in between to Detroit in between my freshman and sophomore years in high school, and then I went to Houston right after um you graduated yeah Yeah, right after i graduated so it's uh fantastic i mean it's like it's it's crazy i mean there's nothing like worshiping and taking communion with thirty thousand people yeah there's nothing like it yeah it's insane like it's like the it's like a concert on steroids because there's Jesus involved. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So. And then you know what's crazy is so every night what they'll do is they'll they'll put you know people on the jumbotron you know just to keep yeah. everything entertained while in between an artist or a speaker mm-hmm. and they'll always find some kid who is <laughs> just like not paying attention and they'll show him thirty times in that evening oh, yeah. and then they'll keep on going back to him day to day they'll find that one kid oh, yeah. and they'll be trending on Twitter. Oh how uh-huh. funny. Because yeah. of just something weird they've done there they on like, camera. They, like, make a meme out of the kid. Right. Which yeah. is, like, so funny. Yeah. And then they, like, it, it's, it's Well, so it funny. makes you all feel connected and a part of it because mm-hmm. you all know Joe. Yeah. We all know, you know, this person from wherever. Yeah. wherever yeah. I got yeah. a lot of trouble at National Youth Gatherings when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Because, like, you know how, like, they put, like, um, <laughs> they'll take clothespins and put them on oh, yeah. other people? Like, it, so the clothespin will say, Our Savior's Lutheran Church, uh, you know, Naperville. And, like, you just, you put it on somebody without them knowing. Or you're supposed to exchange them. But, like, I put, like, 80 paper clip or uh, clothespins on some kid uh, who was sitting right in front of me and had no clue. Uh, and so, like, I, I would do stuff like that. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. <laughs> Indeed. We closed down yeah. the pool in St. Louis. We closed down. You closed down the pool. Yeah, there was like a hotel and like there was a pool in the middle, and oh we took God. as much stuff as we could possibly find in our uh, hotel room, and we just poured it into like a dry cleaning bag, and okay. we threw the world's biggest balloon into water balloon into the pool. It just exploded. <laughs> and then the security knocked on the door and Pastor Dan went outside and uh, he, I all I this heard is him from say, Ohio? Yeah. He's now a bishop in Northwest Ohio and he, I heard him say, Oh no, my boys would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes back in and he goes, Brian, there there are two rules to uh, National Youth Gathering. Do you remember what they are? And I said, uh, don't get caught. He goes, yes, don't get caught. Number two is don't get Pastor Dan in trouble. And so <laughs> I had to, like, buy everybody pizza the next day um, to make up for it. Sorry, oh. this is not my podcast, No, Dana. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. National Youth Gathering, a lot of NYG stories. It's, okay. it's good. It's okay. Yeah. I 
I mean, I've caused my fair share of trouble (laughs) in Detroit and everything. Um, I guess it technically wasn't in Detroit, but we stopped at um, Warren Dunes on the way back. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had like a beach day on the way back. And um, so me and two of my friends... We went up on one of the dunes and we didn't tell anyone. And we were gone for like three hours. <laughs> and we got back. And our mentors and our pastors were so mad at us. Yeah. I got yelled at like, no tomorrow. Out of love. I Out was, of love and care, right? I know. I was yeah. like, oh, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But um, I got I got yelled at like, no tomorrow. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell your people where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. GPS yeah. on your phone. Yeah. yeah tell but I didn't tell any of them. Right. Because you're just like, it's fine. We're just having fun. It's no big oh, deal. Went, no we worries. Went, we no concerns. Tanning. We went tanning on the top of the dune sure. and stuff. And we're like, oh, it's fine and stuff. We're 15. We know what we're doing. Absolutely. No, you did. we don't know what we're doing. You did. <laughs> you so did. Just wait till you're then the mentor oh and then yeah. you're shaking your head. Because you have no idea where these sweet, kind girls are. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's, I, I really hope you get to go. Yeah, that would be too. really rad, I think. Although, I'm telling my surge girls right now, if you, any of you go off for three hours without You're telling right. me, I'm... Yeah. Just, just put clear I'm expectations out there. Yeah, 100%. Um, is there anything else that we should talk about? I feel like your story is so beautiful, and I'm so proud of you for sharing and being honest and Thank vulnerable you. because Thank I think you. it just shows that um, the importance of getting help yeah, I think there's bravery and strength in that, yeah, and I think that um, that's exciting. So I love that you shared that, and Thank I love you. that you've um, kind of given an insider's look into a therapist's experience, so that yeah. people know that that's super great yeah. and a, and a great option for yeah. all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I just, I feel like I've, I feel like if anybody has like questions or something, they can come and ask me or message me on Facebook or Instagram or wherever that you have me or something. And like I can give you resources and of all the people. I sincerely recommend Lyndon Oaks. They saved my life. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. And um, my life would not be the same without Lyndon Oaks. And yeah, I encourage everyone if they need it to go see a therapist and get help and stuff. Did you meet Marty Burns there? I did. Or did you meet him here? No, I met Marty at um, Linden Oaks. So he was my he was my therapist uh, when I was in uh, outpatient treatment. Did the, I say Burns again? Yeah. I, I always Byrne. do that. Marty, Marty Burns. Burn. <laughs> sorry. So I met Marty. It burns him when you do that. I know. I'm real sorry about it. Sorry, Dana. Go no, ahead. Marty Burns. So I met him when I was in... Um, the full day program um, after my hospitalization. Because I did my initial hospitalization um, for a week at uh, Central DuPage, and then my parents decided, no, we're going to go over to Linden Oaks instead. They just liked that program better, I think. And so we went over to um, um, Linden Oaks, and I got evaluated again, and uh, Marty was my therapist on Monday when I started, and... So he was with me for the four weeks that I was in um, that day program, and then I moved up to a different program. Um, I moved to a, in a program specifically for anxiety. So then he wasn't my therapist anymore. But then um, when I went back, like three months later, just to like do like a touch-up program type of thing, um, he wasn't my therapist then, but I was seeing him every day still. That was pretty cool. Um, and then 
I didn't see him until I came to church in 2017. When you walked into Ignition, uh-huh. where you had no idea. He had no idea, and I oh had no idea. Gosh. And we walked in, and he was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm here and stuff. And so... Um, <sighs> but he handled it, I'm sure, perfectly yeah, we, with grace and yeah, love. We, yeah, we handled it and stuff. He's and so good. so he's been wonderful. He's never told anybody without, you know, my permission and stuff, and he's never... And we like made up a plan, like if I was to go back into treatment and stuff, like what would happen and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, then like you wouldn't be my therapist and stuff because I still want you to be like my mentor here at Ignition. Mm-hmm. So oh, were you in his small group? I was. Yeah. Oh, oh how perfect. Gosh. Yeah. He was like, I'll just adopt you into the group and everything. There yeah. was no like selection process. It was kind of yeah. just more like a, you can just come into this group. Yeah. It's fine. But that worked perfect for yeah, you. Yeah, it worked yes. out. Like he was a. He was like a really good rock for me to have in that He's like, transition. He's such a good man. Yeah, over 30 he years is, he mentored yes. here. I yeah, know, so I what know. a gift he is to I you know. and to our whole community. Yes, absolutely. Well, yay. Well, thanks for coming in, Miss Dana. I think this is really yeah. going to bless everybody. So Thank thanks you. for sharing your story you. um, and giving a piece of you. Thank so you. thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.